Hello, my friends. Welcome to another episode of the Subscription Web Design Podcast. So thrilled and grateful that you would take some more time out of your week to listen to this podcast or watch this podcast if you're joining me over on YouTube. And I'm just thrilled. It's an exciting time to be in the subscription web design business. I've had some great conversations lately with you. And um, it, it's like, man, so many of you are reaching out and we're, we're just having conversations about how your business is going. And that's superb, super fantastic. And I am immeasurably blessed to be even a very small part of the journey that you are having. Okay, in this one, we're going to talk all about website redesigns. Now, we're not going to talk about obviously the the sort of the technical angle of this. It's not really what we do on this podcast. We're talking about the business side of things, okay? How do we offer our clients a website redesign in the context of a subscription web design model? I want to take you through some ideas and a few questions here that will help you to get more clear on when and how you should offer your redesigns. We're going to talk about pricing. We're going to talk about what happens when a client wants to add additional functionality into their website that wasn't part of the original design that you did for them. We're going to go through all of those questions and hopefully give you something really, really practical to take home with you today after listening to this podcast. Okay, this one is going to be sponsored by my Getting Started course, okay? steveschramco slash SWD. Use code podcast for 20% off. And this will get you started into building a subscription web design plan of your own. By the way, we do talk about this inside of the course. Now, the content as I'm going to present it here for you today is going to be a little different than the kinds of things that we talked about in the course itself. Obviously, I wanted to, to really reserve that, that just highest level of value for those who are going through and taking the course. And of course, you've got the, the notes in there and the worksheets and all of that stuff to help you with this, okay? So steveshramco slash SWD, you can get signed on to the Getting Started course. And we'll talk about this more. But regardless, I think by the time you're done with this podcast episode, you will have a much more thorough understanding of what it is to uh, offer a website redesign in the context of a subscription web design project. And you'll be a lot more confident when talking with clients. Okay, so the first thing that we want to discuss here is when you should do a website redesign for a current client, okay? When in the process of you building their website, should you actually do this for them? When should you offer this? Well, it depends, okay? As with the answer to most other things. Um, and it's going to be a lot more about how you have structured your business to work. What subscription web design model that you have chosen and uh, also how you have decided to work your model into the business. Now, there is a episode that I did previous to this. I think it was a couple weeks ago now on the five subscription web design models, okay? And so what we're going to do is I'm just going to refer you to that to get a refresher on the models of subscription web design that are available to you. And if you have those contexts in your mind, then you can take this and plug what I'm about to say here into the particular model that you use. I would say, given the trends of the internet and also given uh, the most common models that I've identified to work in subscription web design, you really have three options as to if you're going to offer a web design here, or excuse me, if you're going to offer a, a redesign, here are the most three logical places to put it. I would say if you're not going to offer the redesign in one of these three places, then honestly, you're just not including it in your design, okay? You're going to say, okay, well, come back to me later when you're ready for a redesign, and we'll negotiate a new deal. 
I would say if you're going to put it into the subscription package at all, you can work it in nicely to one of these three places. So that would be the 12-month option, the 18-month option, and the 36-month option, okay? So depending on your pricing, depending on how you've worked it out, depending on when you want clients to re-up with you or whatever, that's what it's going to really determine when it is that you should add this redesign into your subscription web design model if you decide to add it in at all. Now, if you remember back to that conversation, there's a model that I'm calling sort of the traditional lease model. And the traditional lease model has you re-upping for the website every 12 months. If you re-up for the website, then uh, the contract just keeps going. You keep on paying the same monthly rate that you did. And a redesign at that point will be done for you. Now, what I like to do in my sort of lease to own model is I like to make the redesigns available on the other end every 36 months. The reason is just because, honestly, clients don't typically need a website redesigned more frequently than every three years or so. That seems to be the most in keeping with industry trends. And in that regard, you know, by that time, the client has paid me for 36 months of a website. And it's like, yeah, of course, we will definitely go in and redesign this for you. Bring the design up to snuff, make it match the industry standards, any new branding that you have, any new business goals that you have. It's kind of like digging all the way back into the process again. Now, you could do it at the 18-month mark. So in my model, I make use of the 18-month and the 36-month mark. The 18-month mark is the cutoff period. In other words, if you cut off at that 18-month mark, then you are just totally ineligible for the redesign at that point. Like That's the minimum satisfied requirement in order for you to buy the website and own it and, and take it with you somewhere else if you'd like to. But if you keep on paying through that 36-month period, once month 36 hits, that's when we will go ahead and do your redesign, okay? So that's how we like to do it. And you might say, well, what if somebody quits with you at month 33? Well, that has yet to happen. As long as I'm understanding and, and conveying the value that I offer well to people, I don't think that's likely to happen. In other words, if somebody knows that, yeah, they're eligible for a full redesign in three more months, then they're probably going to stick around. Um, you know, unless they just, maybe that business shut down or something like that, in which case that's, that's fine. Like they still got the website management throughout all of that time, et cetera. So it's not as though, it's like a waste of money or anything of that nature. It's just a matter of where you want to decide to work this in. Again, the 18-month mark is another pretty cool milestone just in the sense that since that is, on my model at least, where the minimum cutoff is, you know, it would make sense to offer a redesign at that point if you've decided in your business that you want to. I think if you were going to do that, and I think this applies to a 12-month redesign as well, then you should really consider raising your prices beyond my minimum recommended $297 a month. Um, if you're going to offer a redesign so soon, I think you should be charging more. Um, part of my model and, and you know the, the reason that I could charge what I do for it is because by that time they've paid me for 36 months of a website and then I think that, that's when the redesign can happen. That's just the way I like to do it. You don't have to do it that way, but it certainly has worked for me. And so I uh, feel obliged to pass it on to you. Okay, So you should do it at either the 12-month, the 18-month, or the 36-month point. Now, what about this question? Should you have separate prices for maintenance versus active builds or keep it the same? This is another thing that we discussed a little bit in our discussion of the different models, okay? There is a model 
that I have seen folks use that I call the same as cash model. And that's because basically what they've decided to do is say, okay, well, I want to charge X dollars for a website. We're just going to divide that number straight up by whatever term you decide, 12 or 18. And uh, that's going to be the payment. And then at the end of that term, the, the maintenance fee is going to drop or the website fee is going to drop down. The build is going to come off and we're just going to be doing maintenance and we'll be in maintenance mode from now on. Okay, so I call that uh, same as cash. So should you do that, right? Should you have separate prices for maintenance versus active builds? Keep it the same. Well, in my opinion, I like to wrap up as much into the actual website build as I possibly can, including the website management, okay? So I think you should build, like, and this is just a really simple pitch, but I think the pitch should be something like, look, we're going to build and manage a website for you for a minimum of 18 months. If you stay with us for 36 months, we redesign your website. Like, it's really pretty simple to understand. Sure, there are little additional details people have questions about, and that's fine. You, you can totally answer their questions. But at the end of the day, it's really easy if everything is just wrapped up all together and you don't have to explain you know, different tiers of service, different kinds of pricing. Um, it just makes more sense for me for everything to be uh, wrapped up all together in one. Now, what about this question? Is a redesign a good time to go up on pricing? Is a redesign a good time to go up on pricing? Um, the answer to this is it depends, <laughs> okay? Um, a scenario in my business recently went something like this. So, I have a client who has been with me since close to the very beginning, and she was paying a rate that was not adequate. <laughs> it didn't make sense for my team to continue uh, supporting the website at that rate. Even still, we kept doing so until she came back and said, okay, I'm ready to get the site uplifted and, and do a bit of a redesign on it, okay? At that point, I had to have the conversation with her. And by the way, it was great. Went well. She's a great client. Um, it was a fantastic conversation. But basically, the conversation went like this. Look, you know, I wanted to honor that price that we set years ago. Um, and so what we're going to do is do this redesign for you because that was part of the deal, part of those terms. Uh, we're going to do this redesign for you at no additional cost. Um, and that's it. And, and we're going to make that work. I said, but that said, you know, we're a different company now than when we first started working together. Now there is six of us, whereas before there was just me. And so obviously the from a from a financial standpoint, um, you know, we need we need we need to get you basically in a in a different tier of, of service than you're currently in so that we can support you in, in the best way. And so basically we made a plan to over the next few years basically get her up to where she needs to be. Um so it wasn't like a huge jump. Um, but it was enough to make it make sense for me to go ahead and do the do the website redesign, and then come January, I'm going to start charging her um, a rate that is more congruent with with where it really should be. If she was like a new client starting today, and then that will help paying for the redesign and all of that will make more sense, and then it'll roll pretty nicely into the subscription web design model overall. So, is a redesign a good time to go on pricing? Depend to go up on pricing, depending on the context, I think it can be. However. What I would not do, especially if you're going to use my model to, you know, create your business here, what I would not do is require that pricing to happen, the new pricing to happen, in order for a redesign that somebody has technically already paid for 
to be completed, right? If they've paid for that 36-month time period, they're eligible for that redesign, and that's it, okay? Um, regardless, and that's why we did this redesign without charging any more, et cetera, but we made an agreement that within the next couple of months, we were going to go ahead and start going up until it would make more sense the next time we revisited this as well. So a redesign is a good time to go up on pricing, but you shouldn't, you should not, let me just be super clear here, you should not say, yeah, we can redesign your website, but first, we're going to have to start charging you more. It doesn't work that way. If you need to go up on prices on them and you have a legitimate reason to do that, then fine, but do it in the way that makes the most sense. Remember, it's the golden rule. Treat others how you would want to be treated. It applies just as much in business as it does in any other area of life, and it will make your life a lot easier and make you sleep a lot better at night, and it will make the most sense, I think, for your business and for your clients. Okay, so the last question I, I want to deal with on this particular episode is this. What if the client wants more functionality in their redesign than they had before? Okay, what if the client wants to do a redesign, but now it's a more advanced site, okay? There's going to be more involved. And we're going to go through some examples in just a minute. Let me just give you a few scenarios or, or rather a few ideas here. And then we'll talk about some specific examples and then we'll, uh, we'll be wrapped up for today. Okay, first of all is please do not be afraid to go up on price, okay? You do need to be very clear about, and you can even do this in your contracts as well. I'm trying to think if I do this. I'm not sure that I do, but I probably need to. Um, that any website redesign that happens is going to assume a, a likeness, a similarity to the structure of the website that is already there. In other words, an easy example is if somebody wants to add e-commerce to their website, you're not going to charge them the same price. You just can't. It just doesn't make any financial sense. So you're going to credit them what you feel it is worth or the current amount that they pay for the current website and then charge them that difference if they want to do this. Say, look, okay, well, this is obviously a little bit more advanced website than what you had before. So we'll credit you on your monthly billing going forward for the X dollars, whatever it is that you're paying now. Um, for e-commerce websites monthly, we charge X dollars. The difference is X dollars and that's it. So you tell them, uh, basically what the new price is going to be, what that difference is, and you just kind of make that deal with them. So don't be afraid to go up on price here because the uh, the agreement as is um, takes into account that the site is going to be redesigned according to the same sort of structure as the original site was. You can't afford to add tons of new features, new functionality, new structure, and all of that under the, the terms of the old deal. So make sure that that deal makes sense. And that's kind of my next point is to carefully weigh the costs to you in order to make this happen. Don't feel bad about this. It's going to cost you money, either in, in, in your own time or the time you pay somebody else or other resources. Maybe there are plugins and tools involved that somebody's going to have to purchase in order to make this happen. You have to factor all those in. It's still a business, okay? And so make sure to factor all of those in and think about that when it comes time for you to adjust the pricing based on some additional needs that the clients have. And then I would say consider whether this should be rolled up into the subscription or broken out as a setup fee, okay? This is huge. This is huge. Some things do not necessarily need to be rolled into the whole big subscription. Some things can just be a small setup fee. So here's an example. Let's say that on the next site, they want to start a podcast and they just want to add a podcasting feature. You know what? That's really no big deal. In fact, just full transparency, 
in the project that I was just describing to you, that's exactly what happened. And we did not charge them any extra. Actually, we just rolled it up because we knew that that um, that new pricing was going to take effect soon. It was kind of a special circumstance. So we did not charge any extra for that. If we were in a scenario where they were adding it on and, we, and maybe we hadn't prearranged that the price was going to be going up soon to sort of support the, um, you know, the new requirements and things, um, then I probably would have added on a setup fee for that podcast and that's it. So, hey, look, it's going to cost whatever. I'm just going to throw out a number. It's going to cost $400 uh, setup fee one time, setup fee in the beginning to add the podcasting functionality and then we'll just keep on with the website um, the same price going forward. Is that cool? And if they agree to that, then fine. So that's example number one. You can just add a setup fee on and not have to worry about rolling it into the subscription. But of course, if it's bigger than that, if it's a little bit more um, foundational to the way that the site operates, then I would say you might want to consider just absolutely rolling that into the fee. So obviously, if they want to take this, um, their current site and add e-commerce to it and create a full e-commerce experience, well, that's going to maybe be a mix of setup fees, depending on how many products they have, but also it definitely just costs more to manage and maintain and all of that uh, an e-commerce site. So you're definitely going to roll a lot of that into the subscription fee itself. And um, and then that's it. You can charge some additional setup fees, like I said, if you need to or want to. But for the most part, yeah, you just wrap that up in a subscription fee and you're done. So I hope those were helpful examples for you. And I hope that it made uh, sense that, you know, yeah, you're going to have to work a redesign into your client's um, websites at some point, uh, you know, during the life of this model. And so whether you decide to omit it from your model altogether and just cross that bridge when it, when it comes or uh, put it at a 12 or 18th or 36 month um, interval or uh, go up on pricing or not go up on pricing or roll it in or charge set of fees, uh, you definitely need to have this figured out. And I would figure it out before a client asks you about it because then, you know, you're going to have to you know, figure it out then. And it's never fun to figure things out when you're in, in the moment under pressure. You don't want to make the client upset. You always need to think about strategic decisions like this separate from any particular situation with a client. That's a huge point that uh, I kind of hate is just going to be thrown here in at the end of this episode. But let me underscore it for a minute. When you're making radical business decisions, of course, like your interaction with clients is going to affect those but it should always be thought of separately. What you want to do in your business, what you've decided to do in your business, what your business needs in order for your family to be successful. These are things that need to be made aside from any client um, specific decisions uh, because you'll be tempted to work in what the client needs into your life and your business. And while the client's needs are, are central and we're thankful for clients because um, they support our business, they make it all work. Still, you need to decide what you want and what's right for you aside from anything that specifically impacts them, okay? That is a huge and important point, and I don't want you to forget it. All right, guys, I hope you guys take care. Again, steveshram.co slash SWD. Use code podcast. You can grab the Getting Started course. It will help walk you through some of this stuff. God bless you guys. Take care. We'll see you in the next episode. Hey there, it's Steve, and I really hope you enjoyed this episode of the show. You know, one of the biggest questions that I get is, okay, Steve, I'm excited. I love this idea of subscription web design, but I have no clue where to get started. If that's you, go to subscriptionwebdesign.com right now, enter your best email address, and I'm going to send you an exclusive training that I did on the five models of subscription web design that will show you the options that are available to you and give you some things to think about on how to get started. And for a limited time, 
time, I'm going to include my contract template for subscription web design. I've been asked multiple times to provide this template, and it's usually only available to my paying students. It's a $100 value, but it's yours free. Just go to subscriptionwebdesign.com and enter your best email address there, and I'll send those right to you, as well as send you daily email tips from the trenches of running my agency. See you over there at subscriptionwebdesign.com.